Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sam Legasic and I'm Dreadful Dan Gallagher and we're two old buddies that have lived our life at the edge of the mainstream. So come join us where things are a little odd. This is the Hi everyone, welcome to Oddcast Movies, Music and Gaming. And today I've got a very special guest with me, um, Leona from Jen the Band. How are you doing? Hello, I'm doing all right, thanks. Um, yeah, I've got some sunshine today, so happy me. And yeah, I'm all right, thanks. How are you? Good, I am very well. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, Leona, uh, tell us a little bit about um, who you are and uh, Jen um, and all this, because I saw you guys in um, Hope and Ruin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was back in December, wasn't it? Like, no, um, no, uh, was it? Oh God, maybe it was. No, it wasn't. It was only a couple of months ago. I swear. Then. Oh yeah, yeah. I've just lost track of time, unfortunately. <laughs> so I'm sorry. That's but- right. I started thinking, God, was it that long ago? Um, no, I think it was only a couple of months ago. But um, uh, yeah, and uh, really loved what you guys did. Um, and yeah, you were playing yeah. Magic Mountain, who are great as well. Um, and yeah, so uh, yeah, it'd be great to hear a little bit more about you, um, about the band and uh, the music. But before we do that, I should say the reason why you're here today, which should make a bit more sense for a bit of context for people who might have looked at the title and been like, what the hell, <laughs> what's going on? Is that we're going to be talking about one of, I want to say one of your favorite films. Yeah, yeah. One of your favorite films, which is The Green Ray. Bah non, je pars avec personne. 
Enfin, pour l'instant, je pars avec personne. Mais tu veux bien trouver quelqu'un, quand même. Pourquoi tu ne pars pas toute seule Parce que ça ne me branche pas. Mais c'est merveilleux de partir toute seule. Je trouve ça inhumain. Je te dis que c'est comme ça qu'on fait des rencontres. Enfin, moi, j'ai rencontré personne. La Cherbourg Viens On va s'amuser, on va rencontrer des gens. <rire> tu veux qu'on aille à la mer demain Faire de la voile. Euh, de la voile, euh, je veux bien aller à la mer. Mais... So... Tell us a little bit about yourself, as I said, and yeah, what this film actually means to you as well. Yeah, so I'm I'm Maltese by origin, um, so I come from the island of Malta um, in the Mediterranean Sea. I've moved to the UK around uh, two and a half years ago, um, yeah, to basically keep on working on the band, um, because obviously Fia joined the band, the drummer. And yeah, we, we, we had to relocate, so that's been that's been fun. Um yeah, I don't know. Alongside I was always like really interested and fascinated um by the new wave and um, French cinema movement. And I, I I tried to study art in Malta, but I just think that at that time it wasn't something for me, like university. Um I kind of like try to be more like hands on and just do as many things as I can and just learn that way basically. Um because the, the the yeah, the idea of academics just gave me like major anxiety. Mm. <laughs> and I was just always very specific like of what I want to do. So, yeah, and alongside obviously the band helped me to develop more my career. Um on that end i would say so yeah i i direct the music videos for jen um i do obviously take care of the art direction do any artwork that needs to be done so yeah um the green array <laughs> yeah so uh, tell me about so jen did you guys start in malta then and then you came here is that how it was yeah yeah yeah. so so uh, actually it started um with just me and janelle who is the guitarist okay. uh, at the age of 13 mm, when we were in high school um yeah. we had to like adapt this poem into like this multidisciplinary thing i guess was it yeah i think it was that and yeah we basically just started out this band um And yeah, just Janelle convinced me that I should do it and I should be in it. And I was like, well, mate, I just don't like to be seen. So I don't know how this is going to work out, but fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, so what happened? So you guys moved over here. When was that? When did that actually happen? Yeah, that that was um, early 2019 to be specific. But the band was just like kind of in a liminal state just between like late 2018 and mm-hmm. 2019 um because we we kind of wanted to establish ourselves in the UK before we actually move you know um, yeah. especially in Brighton and in London so yeah then we ended up here because we just miss the sea so much <laughs> yeah i bet I, I i love brighton it's great down there um so i actually live on the sea here i won't say specifically where just in case people come and try and trap me down um but yeah uh, my wife grew up near the sea and she's needs to be near water um at all times so uh yeah and i you know actually grew up in not too far from brighton either so that was always mm-hmm. you know the trip to the coast and love it then the culture and all this stuff and it fits in um really nicely with what you guys do um because yeah i just wonder what how would you kind of describe your music for anyone that's 
you know, um, interested. It's not heard heard you guys before. How how would you describe it? Hmm. I would say very gen, <laughs> but that would be a bit like yeah. I, I need to explain more and elaborate. I guess I I would say just like just this cocktail of what we love. Um, Because we all come from different backgrounds as well. So I would say maybe experimental, psychedelic, post-punk, rock. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely on the experimental side, especially like the new stuff that we're working on. Um, Yeah. I've just, yeah. I've just, yeah, shared the secret. Oh no, it's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ex- an exclusive. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the stuff that we're working on is very much experimental and and louder, I would say as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, because it's quite a, u- a unique sound. Um, I found, uh, yeah, when I went to see you guys, um, because it sounds as if, um, because quite a few of your songs, and we won't kind of dwell too long on it don't worry but um quite a lot of your songs uh, seem to vary um if that makes sense in terms of style yeah um and all this and uh, so it definitely seems like you guys have progressed so yeah i'm interested to see this experimental new ground uh, loud <laughs> loud and experimental is something that uh, we love here so um that's no that's no bad thing but um you guys have got an album out uh, recently right as well yeah, yeah, an extended play called Liminal, um, which yeah came out actually um earlier this year in March, and yeah, that has been going well actually. Because you know, like from from an artist's perspective, like you never know what's going to happen in a way. You're kind of like really anxious to get it out there, and you kind of like in a way just see it from a totally different perspective. Like you like. Well, yeah, I'm already working on to the next thing. You know, I'm not even thinking about this thing right now. And it's just like you're in the middle of obviously the whole campaign and everything. And it's just, yeah, when you're, when obviously people respond to it, it's just like really bizarre in a good way. It's like, oh, wow, people can, can actually relate to this. You know, how, how cool is that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, and as well, like, do you, do you write the lyrics? And if so, like talking, uh, this is me making a segue now into film but um is there uh in terms of like um as you were saying like french new wave cinema and all this stuff does that impact your writing your lyrics um or anything like that do you feel 100 percent. i i would say i i'm actually i actually don't know how i i managed to be in this position of being in a band because it's just like i always kind of like have the vision first and then kind of like words come later, if that makes sense. So yeah, mm-hmm. I take most of my inspiration from watching tons and tons of movies. And at that time I was watching a lot of Varda um, when we wrote Liminal. So there's a lot of reference to the sea. There's a lot of self-reflection that you can see in Catalyst. And then you've got Macro's Funk Emission, which is just, yeah, just my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah, I would say more than music, I get more inspired by visual the visual. Um yeah, and even the, the themes that I tend to kind of like linger on um would be just this like self contemplation and yeah, self discovery existentialism, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and which is perfect for the green ray. So yeah, yeah. how has, um, t- so tell me a little bit about your background um, with this film. Like how did you discover it? 
Um, why, why do you like it so much? Um, I actually discovered it because I was reading something about like Anis Farda on an article and uh, she mentioned Terry Cromer as her like uh, main inspiration as well on Insight. So I was like, yeah, okay, Eric Cromer, let me just uh, have a quick look what this <laughs> is. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I've just, th- this film in particular could just be like my biography, honestly, like from start oh, really? to finish. Like, it just speaks to me, like, directly. And it's just a bit scary, actually, because, yeah, I could relate to it so much in so many ways. Um, I've always suffered from uh, social anxiety and, uh, yeah, I was always, like, much more um, in my head, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, this walking contradiction where I kind of, like, for example want to be in a relationship but then have major trust issues mm-hmm. for example um or yeah having social anxiety and just being really scared of people and really shy but then being in a band just like these really odd contradictions so to speak and mm-hmm. like wanting a really stable normal life but then having to be an artist which is just like fluctuating all the time so it's just yeah like the themes that Eric Cromer delves into and the philosophies are just very much, yeah, relatable um, in my own world, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I see. Yeah. And did you watch any other? Because what I didn't realise, um, so I should say, in terms of this film, I've never watched it. I've only watched it literally for this. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> for okay. This, for this chat. Um, and But I did a bit of a, you know, a bit of a... Um, uh, research and Eric Romer, who is a name I've never seen. Well, as far as I know, I haven't seen anything else that he's done, but I've, heard, I've seen his name kind of crop up um, a few times over the years. Um, this is his fifth in a series of six of what's uh, loosely called comedies and proverbs um, series of films. Have you watched any of the others um, on that list? Because I, yeah, I was just interested in how this might fit in. I didn't actually know that it was part of the series because the way I do it is just like, I just see what I can find available of that director and then I just mm. watch it. So, for example, Pauline at the Beach mm-hmm. as well. I'm not sure if that's part of the series, but yeah, I watched that. There's another one, but it has a French title. Um, but it was basically about this story of this um, protagonist. Um, yeah is in a relationship but is also like wondering like why am I in a relationship when I can just go out with other people and just like do what I want and have that freedom but at the same time she's just like again contradicting herself by being in a relationship etc etc so Mm. yeah it's just this ongoing theme which is almost like funny I find it very hilarious you know when it's just like seeing yeah. them suffer in that way the protagonists i mean i mean don't don't get me wrong i don't like to see people suffering but do you know what i mean there is a humor <laughs> to it in this film like especially which I, I found quite strange so for people that the people that don't know um green ray um is a 1986 film uh, by as we said eric roma i don't know if i'm saying that right or like eric roma like some english thug um it's also <laughs> known, it's also known as summer i think in america it was called summer um and uh, well (laughs) 
um, basically, so it was shot on 16 mil, which I thought was interesting with the scale yeah. of just four people. It's just four people going around. Um, Such a skinny, skinny crew, isn't it? Like yeah. bizarre. It's crazy. Um, but it kept them agile because part of it is hopping around all these different locations. Um, credited as being co-written with Marie Riviere, who is the main actress in this, um, because a lot of this movie is improvised and it used a lot of um, Riviere's own family, uh, Roma's friends and family, I believe. Um, and it is, <laughs> I mean, I was trying to think like, what is this basically about? And there's, there's the serious answer, which is, you know, as, as you've pointed out, it's like a, um, it's a kind of character piece about someone who is trying to, you know, find themselves going through a bit of an existential crisis. <laughs> um, superficially, um, I wrote down someone who's having trouble choosing a holiday. Um, <laughs> that's that, true. Because <laughs> there's that element of it where she's, uh, oh, God. she's just kind of, she's just kind of trying to find somewhere. Everyone keeps offering her places to go on holiday, and and she does. She just goes to like like four or five different places. Yeah, and she's holiday. like, oh, I have no friends, and everyone is just telling her to go out, you know. And she's like, yeah. no. I have no friends. <laughs> it's only so weird. She's like, she would just be like walking down. It'd be like, oh, here's someone I haven't seen in 10 years. You should have my apartment by the coast or whatever. And she's like, oh, okay, if I have to. Um, and then she'll go there and cry about it. Um, but no, that's <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> That is actually quite funny. How are you portraying it? <laughs> there, is that, there is that element too. But I think that's part of it. I think that's kind of there on purpose. Is that is you know, it, and that's why as I was watching it, um, I, f- I had like, I felt weird basically because I was like, there's, there's nothing happening and there's also lots of things happening. So if yeah. someone could watch that and be, someone could watch it and be like, I don't really, I don't get it. Like nothing happens. Um, and it's like, yeah, I can understand why you'd say that. But at the same time, there's these loads of little like micro emotions almost in terms of like, mm-hmm. as we we're saying, like some things are quite funny, like how she reacts to stuff. Um, so it's very sad. She's quite a sad character. Um, uh, you know, and there's also, you're feeling her social anxiety, which makes you anxious. And also like, cause the music is very like minimal. And if I remember right, it's kind of mm-hmm. like a kind of almost like a screeching violin. Um, that sounds yeah, very like sad a, and melancholic. <laughs> yeah. Well, to me, it sounded a bit like a horror thing as well. Like I was a bit like, it's a bit scary actually, like that kind of sound if you isolated it. Um, but it is a bit, but the situation she's finding herself in, she's mm. essentially quite, quite scared. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, let's, let's get, let's get into the, let's get into the thick of it. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm really interested basically in, in scene, almost scene by scene, how you felt um, watching it, especially seeing as you feel like it's something very you know personal and close to you. Um, cause I came, I had no idea. I came in completely fresh. I had no idea what, what I didn't re- I didn't even read the summary. I had no idea what it was going to be about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, well, that first bit when she kind of picks up the phone and, um, it's, and I thought it was her boyfriend at first, which kind of does make sense because you've kind of, there's this kind of, um, narrative that they don't talk about, which is that she's basically been dumped and refusing. Yeah, to yeah, that. for a long-term relationship or something. Yeah, yeah, and um, but she keeps telling people that it's like, oh no, we're still kind of together, and it's like, you, you're not. <laughs> By the sounds of it, you're not. But they don't really 
and you never see this person, but she gets a phone call and it's like, oh, she's being dumped by a mate basically um, in a holiday it's supposed to go on in two weeks. And even on that shot, I was like, okay, this is interesting because it's got two women beside her chatting amongst their own whilst she's like, oh, you know, I thought we were going to, and I was just like, these people just like don't care. Like she's clearly like upset. And I thought she was being dumped by a bloke um, to begin with. And I was like, God, imagine getting that phone call and your like colleagues are like just sitting there chatting, like not listening, not caring or anything like that. Yeah. And, then, and I thought that was quite a good setup because mm-hmm. it, it kind of already like isolates her with her feelings and her own thing going on. And it's Yeah, something... she feels like almost invisible, doesn't she? That's why, you know, it's it's very much relatable because mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, yeah. Especially if you're a very anxious person, you already have this kind of like disassociation that no one is going to understand me. So, you know, you just yeah. feel very, yeah, disassociated, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And it's, um, uh, and for the next few scenes and well, throughout the whole film, really, I felt like she's constantly surrounded by people. So if you, and pretty much every single scene, I feel like, and there's a couple where she goes for like a walk and she starts crying and running into Aww. a field and she's by herself. But in every other scene, I feel like she's just constantly, there's groups of people, there's people, people, people um, everywhere. It's a constant reminder of like how lonely she is. And it really comes through on those first few scenes where she's basically jumping from like her friends all like they're coupled up or they have families and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I loved all that stuff. I thought that was, it was really nice like to see everyone being yeah. like, no, come on, you know, get with it. Um, but yeah, I, at first I was just like, oh, she's lame. Like, come on, like, just, you know, liven up a bit. Like you just yeah. want to shake her, like, come on, <laughs> just, you know, do something. Yeah. Don't That's interesting that it. you say that because from my perspective, like how I understand it is that the other way around, like society mm. doesn't understand like solitude and loneliness like a lot of people are afraid of that whereas she's pretty much brave to me because she tries to escape it's so hard Mm. but she's constantly being as you said like reminded in a way that oh yeah you have to join your family oh yeah you have to join your friends we have to eat together we have to go for drinks with these men we have to do this we have to do that Mm. you know it's just which leaves like no clarity whatsoever um yeah, it's so, true. Yeah. yeah, she's, yeah, you're right. There's like that, there's constant hints, and especially in this opening sequence as well, of like that social, um, of kind of fitting into the social norms. Find a bloke, you know, <laughs> go with your family or whatever and all this stuff. She's kind of like, no, I don't, I don't really want to, like, you know, I don't, you know, um, but everyone's like, you can't go by it. Yeah, well, she's actually complaining, if I remember rightly, actually, that she's like, I don't want to go by myself. And they're like going, go on a group holiday then, like in a, you know, a coach yeah. or whatever. And she's like, I want to do that. Um, and yeah. And I'm, and already I'm just, I'm, I'm, I was just watching it thinking, just go on holiday. Um, and that changed that the movie, but that first bit, I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't understand what the, what the problem is. <laughs> it's like 15 minutes in and she's trying to choose, choose a holiday. Um, <laughs> but yeah I, but I did kind thing, of hey, with Romer it's always very much like when you see like um, a couple of his movies it's always just like pretty much 
Yeah, the, the nuances that he uses are, are just like genius, basically. I, mm. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like, yeah. Yeah, he's finding those like little, um, almost, I don't want to say boring, but like non-eventful kind of moments that actually speak volumes about the people involved. And I think like personally as well, like I have, because um, I've, you know, I've got family and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. sometimes when you see, um, when you're with like single people, especially my age, um, who have always been single for the, for the most part, which is fine. And obviously that's right. And then it's like, yeah, they kind of, you know, they might come over and they feel a little like awkward because they've got like my children jumping up and down on them or whatever. <laughs> and they're talking about, you know, like their, um, holiday in uh, Greece or something like that, or like they're having boy problems or something. And, um, it's just a bit like, okay, yeah, cool. Like, um, you know what I mean? There's, and I felt, I was kind of watching it thinking of that, how like sometimes I'm like, like the family kind of thing where it's like, yeah, this is like our social structure. Like we have kind of fitted into like, I have gone through the social norm of like having a family and having kids and stuff, but some people still, there's nothing wrong with that, obviously. Yeah, and um, not, yeah, it's, not, it's nothing wrong with that choice, but I can understand how someone would feel awkward. Mm-hmm. And I can feel that awkwardness in person when that happens, basically. And as I was yeah. watching it, I was feeling that again, if that makes sense. It was kind of reminding me um, of that, how sometimes it can be quite difficult. Yeah, um, definitely. No, definitely. I mean, mm. I, I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I'm just oversharing maybe here, but... I spend most of my time like alone. Um, I do have a partner, um, obviously now. Um, but yeah, I did. I did start like dating pretty late and all of that stuff pretty late. And I've just kind of like always valued solitude. So maybe that's why to me it's just like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I can literally feel it. <laughs> yeah. Feel the awkwardness in a way where you you kind of want something like. You're waiting for something like uh, deep and something that is just worthy, basically. You don't want to settle for anything else. Mm. Um, you kind of have this ideal in your head, which is which is why it's contradicting, obviously, because, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. She's just trying to find this ideal, which at the end of the day, she kind of like finds in a way mm-hmm. through different a different medium. But it's mm-hmm. not even her own ideal. She just overhears, you know, a conversation. Yeah, um, that's interesting, actually. Yeah, because it's not, it's, she's kind of falling in love with the romance that someone else almost feels about it. Um, yeah. So yeah, the Green Ray itself, uh, yeah, which is a good point, I really said it, is that is... And I've not read it. Apparently it's a book by Jules Verne, but it's about that last moment of the sun basically going, um, setting. And you'll, um, if you're lucky by the sounds of it, you'll notice, um, like a little green line, which is how the light is refracted, et cetera, et cetera. But you see a little bit of green and that's the green ray, like as in the last moment of light. And they say something and she says, and it's got this kind of mystical, like metaphysical thing about it. Um, and they've got, um, it's the because it's a bunch of old people talking about it, and they say something like it gives you insight into yours and other people's minds, mm. or something like that. Which yeah, without speaking, like you feel the aura of that person or something like that. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And she kind of you know loves the idea of that. And there's a lot of 
they talk about green and you know green at the beginning um where she's like going up and she picks up i'm kind of jumping around here sorry but yeah she picks up like a card and it has the queen of spades and then later on it's the queen of hearts or whatever um, yeah uh, if i remember rightly but she says it was a green card um and that yeah green's the color and it means hope or something like that and they're all talking about it um and she spends yeah. a lot of time in like uh greenery in nature and things like that um it's weird then, isn't it just because also i'm i'm like reminding myself of that scene where she's overhearing a conversation i don't know whether it happened to you but again why it was so relatable to me because mm-hmm. i used to go like out for dinner on my own or like to a gig by myself or to the cinema by myself and i almost feel like i'm like in a conversation with some people, but it's in my head. Like I'm not part of the conversation. Like I'm not actually talking, but I'm, I'm just obviously overhearing, you know, and I'm just, I feel like I'm like giving, talking to myself almost like how I would respond to that conversation. Yeah. And that scene in particular was just like, yeah, so relatable because I did that so many times, you know, and I would just go out by myself and there would be like a group of friends talking about something. And I'm almost like in the conversation, but I'm invisible. You know, I'm only having a conversation with myself, how I would respond to things, but I don't actually initiate because I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Hi, do you mind if I just, uh, I've just been overhearing what you've been saying and I've got some comments. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some comments to say to that. I remember like, this is, I'm going off on a tangent now, but um, through uh, work, I've had to spend a lot of time uh, going around the world, which is great. But um, the sad part of it is that a lot of it is obviously by myself and spending a lot of nights um, in in the middle of nowhere, having to go to restaurants, as, as, as you said, like going to restaurants mm. by yourself and all this um, and doing a lot of that. And you find like when everyone's like, mm. you get a ho- you get a cool hotel room for like two weeks. You're like, yeah, it's not that cool. After like the second night where you're like, I don't know anyone. I don't know where to go. <laughs> I don't know what to do. But I remember... Yeah. Um, I remember I was in a restaurant once and I was sitting eating by myself and these two guys um, came up to me and uh, this is in, I was in America. I can't remember where in America, Atlanta, I think. And they were like, Oh, um, are you, you know, are you okay? And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm right. They're like, okay, I can sense that there's some trouble going on. I'm like, no, just sitting there. And obviously they're like American and I'm just like, this like English dude. I'm like, no, no, it's all right. I'm fine. And they're like, no, 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 there's something, you're troubled by something. I'm like, honestly, I'm not, I'm not troubled by anything. I'm quite happy. Just, I'm just sitting here eating. Like I think I was looking, reading a book on my phone or something. And um, then the guy, the other guy was like, it's, it's okay. Like he, he just wants to talk to you about God. And I was like, yeah, I don't believe in God. Um, And he was like, oh, please just let's pray for you. And I was like, you can pray for me, but if you could do it, on the other table. <laughs> like, um, oh God. That is so awkward. That would be, be preferable. That would be preferable. And I thought, and I, just because what you're saying, I thought that is a fucking ballsy move to be like, I'm going to go sit with this guy <laughs> and just and chat to him. He just looks like, who's just reading a fucking book, like eating, just being like, I think you know, troubled. <laughs> So I could not have looked less troubled if I tried. Oh, that is brilliant. I love that story. Yeah, it was really, it was a very strange experience. Yeah, and I had a lot of, um, America was weird. I mean, I don't know how much, um, if you spent any time 
over there. But um, when I went to... I've only been to like New York and yeah. Yeah. Brooklyn, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Love New York. Um, uh, but yeah, when I went to like the deep south, basically not deep south, went to um, Memphis okay. and all that around there. It's not deep south. But um, it was... There's like people like speaking in tongues in like diners and no one thinks anything of it. It's like proper like... I'm not going to do it. But you know that whole like, or they just spout nonsense and like, oh, praise the Lord and all this. And I'm just like, these are crazy. <laughs> these are crazy people. Um, like I was thinking, imagine if you just got this in <laughs> in the middle of, yeah. maybe it does happen. And I'm just not aware of it over here. Um, but yeah, and people again were like coming up to um, their tables and all this stuff and, but, you know, kind of getting involved with it and all this. And I think it's very, maybe it's a very British thing. <laughs> Where it's like you sit in your <laughs> your compartment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's also not. very Mediterranean. I don't know, but yeah, in my culture, that it, everyone gets involved. Be it your neighbor, be it your grandparents, be it everyone. The whole island wants to be involved. You know, it's very like much ingrained in the med culture. That's why maybe I feel like I don't actually yeah can't relate to that at all yeah and that's why i live in the uk because i'm more that, <laughs> british yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not too british but yeah i just yeah i, I prefer that sense of yeah individuality and just mm-hmm. like yeah my own space my own bubble <laughs> no touching <laughs> yeah yeah we, yeah there's a lot of that <laughs> you get all that, yeah. um but that makes sense kind of like yeah um how you'd uh feel with this film as well because there's a lot of like just people with you know families they're all talking over each other and all this and they just don't um uh, there's there's moments because a lot as we said like a lot of it's improvised which is great but it's mm-hmm. like she can't put a foot right it feels like it's you know when they bring like the lamb or something out and she's like i'm a vegetarian and then she has to justify it. And then she goes oh, into God, this like, yeah. big speech about like having airy food and she wants to feel lighter and all this. And they're just like, what are you talking about? Um, and all that. And you're just, it's, you just think, oh God, like there's, an, there's part of you, which is just like, just leave her alone. Like she's vegetarian, like whatever. It's part of you, which is just like, just stop talking. <laughs> like just leave it, um, just leave it be. But there's also that bit of like, um, like when they say, no, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? She's like, no. I get seasick or no, I don't want to do anything. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's why I can relate to that as well. Cause it's just like, she only talks about the things that she's very much like, you know, passionate about in a way. Mm. So like she describes the lettuce as her friend or something like that. Or right. Vegetables yeah. are, are her friends. Now it's like, Oh God. <laughs> it's so, so random. Yeah, she's just like true. really awkward, you know, in, in her own way, the character. So it's just like, yeah, you, you could say that she doesn't really fit into this normal, you know, yeah. like she she just wants to have these like deep philosophical conversations constantly about things that interests her. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she's like doing all of this with the wrong people, you know, in a society that doesn't necessarily understand that, um, especially her friends. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's and I think I was watching it going like she's depressed. Like, I mean, she's obviously depressed, like yeah. she's crying and she, and it gets like worse, if you know what I mean. But even at the beginning where she's like, you know, I don't really want to do things. I was like, these are all like telltale signs for um, depression, which is, you mm-hmm. know, anxiety is a part of that as well and all this. Um, and 
yeah, so kind of it does make you feel, and I think there's that element that sometimes people have with um, depression and mental health, like generally where it's just a bit like, you know, come on, like pick up, and, I, and I'm guilty of it, as I said, like to begin with, but as you kind yeah. of get in, you start you start noticing the signs and stuff. Um, and as other people are kind of doing around her, it's kind of like, you know, stop moping around, you know, just come on, do this and do whatever without actually noticing that she's actually like no one is actually listening you know or asking her how are you really you know how are you really everyone is just like yeah I guess I find this pretty much like very common like in certain like um I don't know corporate structures Mm -hmm. where you're just kind of like in a workplace for example and everyone is just like oh it's so sunny outside or it's oh, I love the weather or whatever, you know, it's just like talking very like, what are you on about? You know, like, don't talk to me if you don't feel like talking to me, but just don't try to like fake nice me, you know, it's just like, there's literally no need for that. That's why we're all sick in the brain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think, I I think that's the nice thing as well is that they, they've, the people that she, well, it depends. Like some of the people she's with, like do you genuinely like care about her um as well and then yeah some of the and then when it especially like when it comes to the men as well the men in this film Jesus (laughs) wow like from everything I think like the first guy the first because you see a lot of the guys and they're all kind of coupled up and whatever they all seem fairly whatever normal but then there's that bit about quarter of the way through where she's walking and it is the weirdest man. Like he's got like a little vest on, very like taut, tight body, um, very small. And he basically is just like stalking her um, and all that. And she's like, do you want to take a photo? And he's like, yeah, sure. Do you want a cigarette? And she kind of walks off. Um, but even that bit, I was like, I feel anxious for her like there. And it's like creepy. Sleep. And that's the thing with all the guys in it, apart from that final yeah. guy, they all look a bit sleazy and dirty and weird and she even says at one point like oh they're just interested in sex basically they don't really yeah. care about me or anything like that um but the casting of these men i was like this is great but like, they're all ugly <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was so painful that scene as well when she was with that swedish girl who's mm. obviously very confident you know mm. um and she's not like not bothered to be seen which is why it's so great because she is beautiful i mean i guess for some Mm. but she just doesn't she's not bothered by that she just don't want to make a statement you know Mm. whereas on the other hand she's just meeting up with this swedish girl and she's Mm. all about like you know like trying to seduce men or whatever she was trying to do and Mm. then when that guy went to follow her when she bursted out crying that was so Oh, so painful to see, bless her. <laughs> yeah, well, they've made it. They, they kind of set that up so that she appears slightly like prudish because the Swedish girl, the first time you see her, she's just got a pair of pants on basically where she's, because they're on the beach and she's been yeah. um, in the sea, like topless. topless and all this stuff. Yeah. So she's like liberated. She's like that like, sexually open um, woman. And then, yeah. And then when she's like, why don't you take this off? Like whatever. She's like, no, no, no. I just want to keep it on. Like, um, I'm cool. Thanks. Um, and then, yeah, that scene, that was one of my favorite scenes actually was when she was sitting and those two blokes come over because you're, I thought it was really well done how you're totally, you're watching with her 
their conversation, their back and forth and that kind of flirting mm. and that yeah. kind of like, uh, you know, um, Com- the nonsense of it eh? yeah exactly uh, and the fact that they're both, yeah but the fact they're both like quite comfortable with it as well and they're just like you know there's that back and forth and she's obviously um she can't well you just she, at that kind of superficial kind of level she's just not yeah. about that kind of like flirt she can't flirt basically but in that way um and all this but she says like just before that i think how um, she feels like she hasn't got anything to give. Um, she doesn't feel like she can offer anything and that's, um, and it's really tragic. And then, yeah, when she runs off and the guy's like harassing her still, so we'll go for a walk on the beach. It's cool. Like whatever. She's like, you know, she's basically like, I'm not on your level. <laughs> like We're two very different people um, and runs off. Um, but it just feels like, you know, I can, when she says like, I feel worthless and all this stuff, you do kind of get a sense of it because it's almost like yeah. nobody's in, nobody's really interested in in her, as you said, like in who she is. It's mm-hmm. more just, um, yeah, like superficial or just just saying things for the sake of saying things. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's quite sad. Um, so it yeah, is. <laughs> mm, it is, yeah. And um, yeah, especially that scene where we're saying about how it's like you feel um, – it's kind of funny because they're talking about funny stuff. It's very sad because she's kind of um, watching it. You feel the anxiety because it cuts back and they and the other two are just sitting there kind of watching the mm-hmm. flirt and all that. And I was like, this is kind of, this is really genius in the way that it's actually uh, being able to kind of take all those emotions um, and play with it, basically. And that's kind of why it's one of my favourite scenes. Yeah, and it makes you think as well, like, what if, you know, she just, like, let go of all of these people mm-hmm. um, in her life, all these toxic people, and she just, like, reads books and just be alone, you know? What if, basically? <laughs> it yeah. just makes you wonder, you know? Um, but, yeah, I just love how simple it is in that way. Um, hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
I, I guess everyone or anyone can sort of understand it because of the simplicity of the of the movie, you know, mm-hmm. of the film. Um, but at the same time, it's just like on the next level in a way, you know, it just challenges, um, yeah, the the audience, whoever right. is watching. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. It was. Um, yeah, let's talk about um, the ending as well. So. After after all this, um, she I mean she goes to like four or five different locations. There's one time when she goes to the mountains. Yeah, she doesn't even she doesn't even unpack her bags. She doesn't even stay there. <laughs> she goes back that night. Um, what do you think that bit was about? That's not the ending, by the way. I've kind of jumped jumped off into another tangent here. But what do you think? What do you think that was about? Because again, she went to the. They talk about the mountains a fair bit leading up to this. And then you see her walk up. She kind of walks around. I think she might cry again. And I'd make that sound, make that sound bad. Yeah, but I, think I she just gets feel like there was something about that specific. Wasn't it related to her like ex-partner or something? Or uh, really? it, gives, it gave me the feeling that she was there before. And it kind of like, she got this really bad vibe about it. So she just kind of like left. Okay. I'm, I must have missed that. Yeah, because I was just like, she's like gone to the top of a mountain and thought, yeah, I'm done. Well, she actually comes down, I think, and says, like, I'm bored. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to take my stuff and go back. Um, yeah, I just wondered if there was any kind of like... Yeah, but she's restless. I mean, it's just, yeah, shows you how restless she is with... It's just, yeah, again, like, major anxiety. Um, it's just, yeah, you she's just contemplating constantly, you know, rather than actually sitting with her thoughts and perhaps maybe approaching it from a pragmatic way and actually resolving some, some things. She just can't sit with herself. Like just, she can't, she's just from one thing to the other, to the other, she's restless throughout. And I think that's it. Like when she goes into these isolated spaces, that seemingly is where she gets the most upset because it, it probably, you know, um, it's focusing on the fact that she is by herself and alone and she's got no one to talk to. Um, and yeah, you can imagine being at the top of a mountain might, <laughs> might, you know, draw that out. Um, yeah. The contemplation. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't, you know, I've got no one to talk to. Like I'm not surrounded by anyone. It's literally just me. Um, yeah, as you said, like, yeah, she just, she can't sit with herself, like, whatsoever. Um, yeah, and on her, on her bloody three-month holiday, however long she's, she's taken um, at this place. Um, so, yeah, yeah, as well, the end, she meets, she's reading The Idiot by Dostoevsky in a, a train station. Um, and this guy kind of, <laughs> kind of makes a not makes a move but like through the book so rather than just being like creepy or weird i think i think believe he opens up by talking about i wish i think she's like oh you're looking at my book or something like that i can't remember but um yeah yeah, yeah she does yeah and he's like yeah i've read i've read it basically so already she's like oh he's a little bit like me um and they pretty much hit it off straight away and he seemed yeah. rather like nice intelligent and normal i mean like god knows but she opens up fast and she even says that she's like once i meet someone who i feel like can receive me or something then i just let it let it all go um 
Uh, yeah, it was so out of her character, wasn't it? And mm. in the fact that she was like, oh, I hate train stations because I hate leaving and stuff like that. It was mm. just like so, yeah, it was so nice to see her in her own element. Mm. So to speak with people who are on the same frequency as she is, um, yeah, it was just like, yeah, really, really, a really nice moment. Mm. Although, um, obviously... Yeah, it still gives me a bit of like, yeah, anxiety just because is is this really what she wants in a way? Mm. Yeah. Well, she's she opens up to such a degree that um, I, I was thinking this guy's probably gonna like this guy's gonna be like, okay, we're just going, we're just going for a drink. But um, yeah, he he seems to dig it. But it's the first proper like actual conversation that they have because the rest of it, the rest of the movie is like people talking at her or trying to fix her or telling her what she should be doing or what to do. And she gets frustrated and sometimes she'll like lash out and be like, I don't know what I'm doing and all this stuff. Um, But this is the first time where she's like, here's how I actually, you know, without it being um, like a a blowing point or whatever, you know what I mean? She's, she's just Mm -hmm. actually now like I'm having a, proper conversation with someone who's genuinely I love it. in me yeah <laughs> yeah which is nice and then they go and he's like oh um they go to watch the sunset and he's like yeah come stay with me for like a couple of days and she's like just wait until after this um and then they watch the sun go down and they see the green ray um which apparently was like a little special effect that wasn't captured in, in camera it was a it was CG. And um and yeah, she just she cries a bit, and that's basically the end. And it feels like um that she's succeeded in a really it's a really weird thing. And also, like as I was saying, like it has those, it has that violin over the top, which makes it sound like a bit scary um mm. and weird and awkward, because it's like maybe this is not gonna turn out so great. Like um, but you get the feeling like she's now, yeah. you know, she's she's seen this rare thing. She's got this insight now. And that's why she was saying, wait, because she wanted to, as if that was going to kind of decide for her whether this guy was worth trusting. Um, I don't know. But yeah, what, yeah what, but that's, that's why it kind of like really appeals to me because she's just like literally contradicting herself all the time. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't want to confirm for whatever society wants to do. But at the same time, she wants some book to decide for her, you mm-hmm. know, like like it's almost as it's going to, to be detrimental to her destiny. But mm-hmm. is it really... Or is it because you're perplexed and you can't make a decision of your own because you're too scared to even like, you know, open the Pandora's box in mm-hmm. a way. So you'd rather go with something like mystical or yeah, superstitious in a way. So it's just like a bit paradoxical how, how I see it. Mm-hmm. It's just she I, I don't think she's really fulfilling in a way this like optimal freedom that she's craving for or whatever she, she's trying to do, you know, she's just like, yeah, she's just almost letting a bit go, but almost like just sitting with that mystical thing and letting mm. this thing decide for her, which is just so, so bizarre. 
Yeah. <laughs> it comes back to like green being this color of hope, which they say in the film and all this stuff. So it is, yeah, it is. Um, I think it's trying to be an uplifting ending. <laughs> I think it, yeah, I think it wants to be. Um, and that, you know, maybe she'll turn out all right, but it was, yeah, it was weird. Like, and personally, like that whole, I kind of felt like I went on a weird journey in a sense of like this, this woman, I thought she was a bit like wet, to be honest, to begin with. Um, and, and all this, and a, basically yeah. like a little bit pathetic, um, to a degree. And I think maybe that's, um, I don't know if that's on purpose or not, but I think there's definitely that they're trying to make her a sympathetic figure at least. And I've interpreted it as pathetic. <laughs> I've taken this, I've taken the sim out and I've kept it. Pathetic. <laughs> it's just, they're saying more about me than anything else. And then obviously kind of warming up to her and she's jumping around a lot and you feel sorry for her um, and all this. And then, yeah, by the end, it's weird. Cause you feel like you, or I felt like I knew her weirdly quite intimately um, and I did honestly just yeah. want her to just be all right, <laughs> basically. Um, yeah, that's and I, true. Yeah, and I would, I didn't, I wouldn't really have thought that um, from those first, you know, few scenes um, that I would let been left in the position of being a bit like, yeah, I hope she, I hope she's all right. I hope she does, you know, she does make it. Um, but I feel like that's kind of part of the beauty um, of the film. Oh, from there, yeah, yeah. yeah. He always leaves you with a bit of like, hmm, mm. I wonder how that's going to turn out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I feel like that character specifically is just, was made to kind of like annoy you in all the wrong ways, in a yeah. way. It's just like, yeah, sometimes it's hard to live with yourself, you know, especially if you're like an overthinker or you've got some, I don't know, other mental health conditions, be it anxiety, be it depression. It's just really hard when you can't fit in um um what do you call it? Like a mold, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just society that disapproves of you immediately when they when they see that you're different. Mm. Um just hard to be different, you know? It's just like, yeah, everyone picks on that. Everyone picks that you're you're different, like like the character in, mm. in this in his film, The Greener, she's different and everyone was picking up mm. on that basically, you know, like do this, do that, do this. Why can't you just find a guy and go on holiday? Why can't you just have sex with that random guy? Mm. Why do you always want to have deep conversations? You know, it's just like, yeah, just very bizarre. Yeah. And I think that's quite, I quite liked the fact that she was kind of like warts and all, because there are elements where, you know, we've probably made her sound like, um, uh, well, maybe I haven't, <laughs> but as in like that she, she is like the, um, the hero, the protagonist, but, um, that we are supposed to sympathize with, but she is at times like quite rude. She is essentially taking <laughs> liberties of other people, of their generosity, but open, like not, you know, not in a not in a advantageous, well, it advantageous <laughs> but it's in like she's using her holiday homes and then moaning about it like everyone's kind of bending over backwards slightly for her um, and it's like there's an element where I'm just like she has that she almost has that flair for drama or something like that where it's you know but I'm not <laughs> but there is that element where it's a bit like yeah just you know where she just you know the guy's like giving her the keys to the thing she's like you know what I'm just gonna go 
or like you know, <laughs> one of the guys is just you know just going to oh do you want to you know go out tonight he's not really done anything he might be a bit sleazy and she's gone from being like quite like oh, okay cool to like actually I've got bad vibe of you and I don't want to talk to you which is all fine but it's not like they've not done anything to be like he's, oh, he's bipolar yeah 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 bipolar yeah but no it's not like as if like you know oh the guys that she's you know that are chatting her up and stuff are really like they look a bit like rough or whatever but they're not like you know rapists or something like that and yeah it's not horrible people exactly it's like she got out of that one that could have you know um she's not the, too much of like the heroine i'm trying to say yeah. basically um she does have like her her thoughts and that's what i quite liked about it as well mm-hmm. i don't know but it isn't that yeah. part of like social anxiety you come across as like very rude sometimes mm. just because you you just can't in your head yeah. you know i don't know whether you can relate to it but it's just like yeah Mm. Or maybe I just love this character so much that I'm just like, I can't see the bad sides of this character. <laughs> sorry about that. I'm so sorry, whoever is listening. <laughs> she's too, she's too good. Um, no, I thought there was that, I thought there was an element where it was, it felt very like real and, and deep. Um, and that, yeah, sometimes it can, even if it's not meant to, if it's not meant to be rude, sometimes it, it can appear rude. Um, mm. and, but that's part of it. And that's why like, we don't, she's not like an anti-hero or like, we don't hate her for it or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that kind of, again, it's kind of those, that mixture of emotions, um, that you kind of, you know, they're like, where's she going? Like, is she, you know, and they're like, no, 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 they like you. Like she likes you and stuff. She's had fun. Um, all <laughs> that. and that's kind of, again, it kind of making you feel awkward and anxious and she's not even in the scene. She's not even in on some of these parts. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, generally I thought it was, um, quite a nice watch. It's something, something a bit different. Um, and I like the improvised nature of it as well. Like mm-hmm. the uh, dialogue, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially in French as well. It's just always, mm. every, anything in French sounds good. Um, yeah, it yeah, does. You could, <laughs> yeah. You could really tell like how it was shot. Sometimes it looked like a bit like a doc, but you could tell like some of those characters, it's like, they're like real people saying like when it was the mm-hmm. grandpa talking about going to the mountains or whatever. And, mm-hmm. he, and he saw the sea when he was 60. Like I was thinking he's probably real. Like he's probably a real person. And this is probably the truth. Yeah. Um, and that gives it a nice kind of. Realism. Yeah. It's so good. Even like, uh, like if you, if you watch some Varda, it's almost always like that as well. Mm. Um, so always very like documentary based or she find like little things and then she just kind of like yeah makes up this narrative around this little thing that other people might not even be aware of it and I just I just love I I just love the simplicity of that um yeah and obviously all of these topics are very much close to home Mm. I'm currently reading this um which ties in oh yeah pretty well yeah, Sean Paul. The Age Stop. of Reason. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this as well, but it's not yeah. as existential as... Chess Lounge. I don't know what that is. I know it's what Chess Lounge is. Who's Baxter Jury? I don't know. Yeah. It's just, um, I really like I really like his stuff, Baxter Jury's stuff, um, and it's just a biography okay. of him. But yeah, he's pretty existential as well. I mean, his, his lyrics, <laughs> he's more of a poet, actually. But yeah, I guess who, that's who is just... He? Am I stupid for not knowing who he is? So Ian Jury, do you know? Yeah, Ian, Ian Jury, yeah. 
Oh, Baxter is his son. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, in Julian the Blockheads. Oh, you need to listen to his stuff. I, I, I bet you're, you're, you'll like it. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't even know he existed. <laughs> I didn't even know he truly had a son. Um, okay, yeah, cool. Uh, I'll, I'll check it. I'll check it out. That's. Um, <laughs> I feel like I should. I should know that, but yeah, sadly. Oh no, that's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, good. Uh, I don't think I've got anything else to say. On the green ray. Um, I feel like I've, I've said pretty much everything I could say about it. Um, but if you get to know, like, um, what other films uh, would you say that uh, have kind of influenced you in your years? And not only musically, just in your life. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Sidewalk by Merkin as well, um, who's this experimental filmmaker. It's just literally um, her with her film camera um basically uh, like a one take of like her uh, filming the sidewalk literally the sidewalk but the way she uses the camera and everything is just it, it's just brilliant okay and i would say something from anias varda mm-hmm. um perhaps the beaches of anias and what else um the karate kid as well is that is that what it's called Karate Kid. Yeah, I think it's called the Karate Kid. Oh God, Are you a, I can't. Re- I can't remember Mr. what it's Miyagi. called. But there's, pardon, Mister Miyagi, wax on, wax off. <laughs> Not the Karate Kid. I'd have to research this. Oh dear, I always get the the titles wrong. I, I was going to say, it's um, it would be an amazing pick that you've ended on one of your most influential films as um as after those as the Karate Kid. Um, filmed by directed by John Avildsen, who um, I actually uh, met. Well, actually, it's virtual. But, oh um, wow! Interviewed for a BBC thing, and this is a funny story about John Avildsen. So he was really he's, he's dead now, but he was really old. Um, to be honest, I mean, he was old when he did like Rocky and Karate Kid. But um, I had to contact him because I was doing something with the BBC, and we were supposed to film in Philadelphia, and because it was raining, he didn't go to the airport. So we were all in Philadelphia and he just didn't turn up because it was raining in LA. And uh, right, we've got like, everything's booked. And he was like, yeah, I'm not going to come. Um, so yeah, oh, we had to send a camera crew to his house basically to shoot him. Um, and I had to, I had to uh, direct it um, uh, remotely, which, you know, wasn't too much of a thing those days. Um, but what made me laugh is that after we, after I used to set up, <laughs> this is such yeah. a random story. After I was contacting him and being like, okay, here's some sound stuff we're going to talk about, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he started sending me like pictures. He was like, here's me skydiving. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's like a picture oh of him God. like, like whatever. And he's like, yeah. And this is, um, yeah, just like really random stuff like from his life. I've not asked him for it. I've not asked him any, but uh, he just, and he'd, um, every now and then just email me going like, Hey, just checking in. How's it all going? How are you doing? And all this stuff. Um, but I was like, it's just so weird. This is the weirdest thing. Uh, yeah, John Avildsen. That is all day. Yeah. But yeah, the film that I meant is Kung Fu Master. Kung Fu Master. No, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. And it, it sounds that like is it could definitely be you. not the Karate Kid, but <laughs> yeah, my brain just doesn't. Well, hold really... on. What's, I'm going to Google it. So Kung Fu Master, which to be honest, could be any, it could be any film. It could be any film in my head. Uh, it's come up with an arcade game, which isn't uh, probably not the right one. 
It's not it's, it's Ip Man. Is it Ip Man? It's Bionia's Varda, so oh, right. and Jane Birkin as well, she's in it. Right, right, right. Um yeah. Uh, okay, yes. No, I don't know this and I've not seen it. Um a middle aged divorcee falls in love with a fourteen year old classmate of her yeah. daughters. Oh, it's Charlotte Gainsborough. Um that's interesting. Uh I don't I've never heard of this. It's really good. It's really good. Is honestly. it as good as Karate Kid, though, which you have established in one of your favourite movies of all time? <laughs> I actually haven't seen Karate Kid. Is that a sin? <laughs> You're missing oh, out. God. You're missing out. I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> it's one of those films that I saw when I was a kid, and I have absolutely no idea if it stands the test, if it stands the test of time. Great soundtrack. I'll have to watch it. Yeah, I'll I'll watch it tonight. I'll try and pirate it, maybe. Yeah, yeah and then oh, you no, can... I'm not supposed to say that. They'll track me down. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll get you. No, it will be. You don't have to do that. You, I'm sure it's available on all uh, legal sources. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'd be interested in what you think about it compared to Kung, Kung Fu Master. Um, which looks a lot more serious. Why the? Why is it called Kung Fu Master? If it's about something something like that, it's because the guy, the the little one, um, who actually happens to be uh, Manis Varda's son, plays this game at the arcades, and it's called that. Right. Because so if, misleading, isn't it? I was going to say, if I'm going to like a blockbuster or whatever it would be in the day, yeah, and I saw, oh well, Kung Fu Master, I'll get that. <laughs> thinking it's Mr. Miyagi and all this stuff, right, waiting for that. And then I put I put it on, even though I've not seen this, and I'd be like, what the, where's the Kung Fu gonna, <laughs> when's the Kung Fu gonna start? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's so weird, honestly. But yeah, it's, it's quite cool. And who else do I like? Um, oh yeah, um, Hanukkah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. recently gotten into Hanukkah. Mm. Um, Seven Continents. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah i've not seen that either um i think the last one i saw of, of is it hanukkah i don't even know how to say it because i see it is white ribbon maybe happy ending did you see that no, one that's the I most recent that. one no um i think yeah i think white ribbon was literally the last thing i saw but that was ah. Jesus, that's 12 years ago fucking hell I saw that in cinema yeah, my partner got me into Hanukkah actually, and uh, yeah, then for his birthday, I ended up buying him um the original PR booklet of the Seventh Continent. It took me ages, and I'm like in in like a lot of Facebook film groups, right. like uh, weird film groups, I guess. And I just went on all of these film groups and got all of these like film nerds to to like help me find something like original. Um, and yeah, I managed to find it from like Germany. Um, mm. and thankfully it arrived, <laughs> but <laughs> Just that was a, a mission. Yeah. It was a mission to find, to find the original, no, like, PR yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think from, from my side, it reminds me of, um, uh, like some Casavitas stuff, um, and yeah, that maybe like a woman under the influence. Um, it's not quite as like hardcore as that, but um, in terms of you know mm. mental health and stuff. But yeah, just that yeah. Kind of, it feels real. Um, yeah, that was kind of the main film I was thinking of. I was, I was watching it, um, but yeah, I think 
yeah, it was definitely um, uh, an experience. And oh, I'm glad to hear. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I suggested something that was just a bit like, yeah, I don't know, a bit more indie, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. I'm, I was saying the other day um, to Dan, who I normally um, co-host this with, the fact that um, I haven't seen any proper foreign cinema for ages, basically. I've just got mm. into that, and like we were kind of talking about um, before, uh, like Netflix, Prime, whatever. Like just, yeah, okay, what's going, what's on? And go through that rather than what I mm. used to do, which is like seeking out stuff or going to like indie cinemas and all this. So it's nice mm. to kind of see something that um, I probably would have studied back in the day um, yeah. as well. Yeah, I just, that's what I do these days in my free time. I don't know, the little free time that I have when I'm, when we're not on tour, mm. you know, to kind of like, uh, especially when, when we're writing, I just have to see a lot of, a lot of films. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it, I don't know, it's just like my favorite thing to do, I guess. Just I can't be bothered to do anything else, like going to the pub because I don't drink, or right. just like going out. I just rather watch tons of films. Yeah, well, I don't blame <laughs> you, <laughs> and so would I. <laughs> I've, I'd always rather sit in and watch a film than be out on the lash. Um, yeah, much prefer, much prefer uh, sitting in these days, and. For the most part, for the last year or so, um, we've had to. So um, that does help. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it helps social anxiety when you don't have to socialise. Um, cool. Uh, well, thanks very much for um, coming on the show today and, yeah, sharing. Um, sharing oh, thank Green you. Day, which, uh, yeah, it's a very special film uh, for you and, yeah, kind of making it, um, giving a very personal um, opinion of it um, because, yeah, that's uh, very much appreciated and I hope <laughs> I did it justice with my interpretation. Of course you did, of course you did. <laughs> um, cool. So where can people uh, follow you, um, find your music, etc.? cetera? Um, yeah, any plugs you want to do? Uh, now's the time. Yeah, um, so you can find us on all of the social media. Um, so like Instagram, Jen, the band, um, on Facebook, Jen as well. Um, got a YouTube channel. Um, if you want to watch our music videos that I directed. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can, you can find us on Bandcamp as well. We've got a website. If you want to catch us on tour, and uh, we've got all our dates there and we're currently touring the UK. So if you can catch us somewhere, that would be great. Please come and say hi. Um, I, I would love to have a chat with you especially about film. I'll try not to bore you, but I'll try my best. <laughs> uh, that's it. Thanks for, thanks for listening, everyone. And um, we'll see you on the next one. Goodbye. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Have a good evening. Bye. Thank you for listening to Oddcast Movies, Music and Gaming. If you want to get in touch with us or get a movie, album or game put on our list to discuss, then email us at oddcastoddballs at gmail.com or a newwinterpodcast at gmail.com. This is part of a New Winter Podcast Network, so head on over to anewwinter.net to check out our other shows. You can also follow us on Instagram at anewwinter, 
Twitter at A New Winter, and you can head on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash A New Winter. Thanks for listening and see you again soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.